Hail, hail, the Celtics are here. And um, what the hell do we care now? It's the Champions League, and we're getting ready for maybe a party, Josh. We're not too sure yet. We've seen the groups where we thought we'd time it as well as we could yep. for the spicy part of the draw. We've got pots one and two fully out at the moment, and we're just getting pot three lined up. And you know, we're maybe reading a wee bit of writing on the wall already, Josh, with some of the draws and how they're going. But good to see you, mate. Hail, hail. Oh, good, good to be here. Uh, I think this is one of the most exciting events of the year for Celtic fans, especially when we're in the Champions League. It's always it's always good. We've got a massive couple of days coming up in general, obviously, transfer deadline and the game on Sunday. So full focus and I was on this draw. Um, some tough ones in there already, but I mean, we'll just have to see where we end up. With, I think we got a decent one last season. I think we could have done better, but hopefully this time around we, we don't get a group of death like we've been handed before. Well, look at the pots one and two as they've came out. You know, Group D is the one that kind of stood out as like a Celtic group straight yeah, away, you know, yeah, Inter yeah. and Benfica, mm -hmm. just with all the histrionics that go around it all. But as soon as you've seen Leipzig come out next to City, you just thought as well, uh-oh, yeah. that could be a bit of a magnet for us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, definitely. I mean, there's a couple of decent ones in there, but there's a couple of absolute shammers. Like, you're looking at PSG, Dortmund and Group F there. I think that's a really... That'd be a tough one. I mean, I'd like, I haven't seen Borussia Dortmund at Parkhead, so they're a team I would potentially like to see, but not along with PSG because, well, we know what they can do. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. There's some tasty I'm ones. saying that, PSG, you know, I know they've not got Messi and, uh, Messi and Neymar anymore, you know, so they're that's not maybe true. quite the old selves in that respect, you know. Yeah. we just got Shakhtar coming out the pot then now, so we'll find out what group they land in. But we're starting to get pot three. And pot three, Josh, is yeah. when it starts to get exciting because we can, yeah. unfortunately, we're bloody pot four. <laughs> so see the rest of the groups kind of flesh out and see where we're going. And Shakhtar is another old paradise favourite, as it were. Um, yeah. so. that, that city Leipzig group would be perfect with them and us. Yeah. <laughs> proper throwback Thursday. They're in group H with Porto and Barca, which is also a very Celtic group, that, isn't that, it? That is. That is. <laughs> That's that's not bad. I wouldn't mind that group to be honest with you. Uh, get a wee bit of revenge on Porto. Yeah. Um, but Barca this season, I think they obviously they won the Liga last season, so they're looking a, they're looking a good outfit again. Obviously, kind of COVID times they weren't too good under Ronald Coleman, I believe it was, but now they look now they look all right. Uh, so they're going to Group H. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny, right, because, like, earlier this week, Josh, and I know, like, last week when me and you were doing the pod, it was just, you know, this whole transfer window thing, it's just been a wee bit odd. We'll talk about the transfer business, we'll get into the usual pod stuff once we're around the Champions League doors, but um, I don't know. It's amazing what um, a 5-1 victory for a wee Dutch team can do for the spirits, you know, <laughs> just in general. Oh, oh that's, uh, is that Red Star Belgrade out? Yeah. Yep. So they're a team we definitely want to try and find ourselves playing against because yeah, the standard of Serbian yeah. football is is definitely yeah. something we should be grateful of. Um, they're in a G along with City and Leipzig. That feels like the Celtic group, doesn't it? Now, <laughs> yeah, yeah. by the way, I wouldn't mind that group to be honest. I think you could. I think this is the thing every single year in the Champions League with Celtic fans. We'll look at it and we'll look at the draw and we'll go. There's Shakhtar and yet, so we can take six points off them. And last year we get two. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's wishful thinking at times. It is indeed, uh, to say the least. We got PSV Eindhoven out now. There we go. There's that wee Dutch uh, team that we're talking about. There's a hero. So, yeah, so they can only go into the first four groups. So aye, it would be nice to see PSV. If Rangers aye, beat them last aye. year and can get a draw with them this year, they can't be that far ahead of us <laughs> if at all. So yeah, a team we fancy, but. It's uh, it's definitely but like that you know the draw is going to be so important for I guess our confidence and the spirits we've got yeah, completing right. this transfer window and everything as well and you know I, you know we, we just hope it's a, a group B that is for them so they're in with Seville and Arsenal that's not a bad group by the way that's very good. red and white Seville yeah. Arsenal and PSV I, know. <laughs> I wouldn't mind that that's three teams I've never really seen at Parkhead before to be honest. Sevilla, Arsenal, it'd be all, that'd be all new ones. Uh, PS Feindhoven, at least in my lifetime. So yeah, certainly that that should be quite exciting if we get if we get thrown into that group. But I think we've got three, three out of the eight completed. AC Milan are out next. I think they can only go into F, which is PSG and Dortmund, and E, which is Feyenoord and Madrid. Oh, so them with AC Milan. Let's see who who comes out. 
But yeah, if you're watching along with us, by the way, it'll get a wee bit more interesting once we've got the draw done. There's about 200 of these here. Please do uh, hit a like, uh, subscribe, follow, share, retweet, all that good stuff, guys. And get involved and, and let us know what group you're hoping we get as the draw is progressing. And obviously, once we get the draw done, let us know what you think about yeah. our, uh, about our chances. We'll get comments out on screen. Me and Josh will, will chew them over as well. And it was Group F for, P for AC Milan. So it's PSG, Dortmund and Milan thoroughly in the Group of Death now, Group F. Yeah, definitely. There are, that, that looks like the Group of Death, depending on who goes in with Napoli and Real Madrid or Bayern and Man United. Group A's and C there. So there's some tough ones. It's... It's looking, it's shaping up to be tasty so far, as always. Yeah, does, so, Salzburg have just come out and they can only go into that A and C bracket as well. And Salzburg <laughs> are always a, a handy wee outfit. Um, we've also met them quite recently. I think it was Europa League football we yeah. met them in. Um, yeah, we got beaten both games. Um, but we beat Leipzig. Uh, yeah, we beat Leipzig two one at home. And then we played. Well, I think we played them a couple of years before that under Ronnie Dyla, if I'm correct as well. Group D for Salzburg. Uh, yes, you, you're mm -hmm. right. We did. And so that's Benfica, Inter, and Salzburg. That's an interesting group. Like, you know, you, you fancy your chances. You would, you would, definitely. I think for us so far, D and I think D and B are looking like shaping up all right. But no incentives. Yeah. We'll get papped in Group F with PSG, Dortmund, AC Milan. You never know. So we've got Lazio out. I'm not sure how many options Lazio have. Yeah, they can only go into E. So they're going to fill out with Feyenoord and Atletico. That's actually a decent wee group, that's eh? Not bad. That's not bad. That's some decent pedigree teams, but big names-wise, big teams, but teams you could get results against. Yeah. So we've only, got, we've only got one... No, we've got two more pot three teams to go. Uh, Sporting Club Braga and FC Copenhagen. So once we get those two out, that'll be us at the pot four, and that's where it is going to get spicy. Uh, Chris McNally is is doing the spoiler alert for the end of the stream already. Um, he's saying we're in that group of death already. Uh, <laughs> you can just feel we're being it's like a magnet yeah. just pulling us there, you know. Definitely. Um, I think we can say bye bye to Europe after Christmas if we're in that group. But... Yeah. And here come Copenhagen into Group A or C. So they're mm -hmm. screwed. They've either got Bayern or Man United or Napoli, Real Madrid. And Copenhagen are going to find themselves playing against Bayern Munich and Man United. Yeah, they're going to get stuffed, aren't they? So if we get into that group, like we would rattle Copenhagen. I've watched them two or three times. Yeah. We would get definitely finish third in that group. <laughs> get get revenge for that Europa League last 32 tie under Neil Lennon at Parkhead. Edward ice cold with that penalty in that game, then they run up the park and scored two. So I wouldn't mind that. Then obviously Man United have seen them several times at Parkhead got results against them so and there's the final team Braga Napoli Real Madrid that's not us it's not, not wild Napoli <laughs> are not this you know they've changed manager and stuff like that uh, yeah. and they've lost one player but they're still pretty good so it's, you know but um so here we go right it's getting exciting now do, 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 do. there's over guys there's over 250 of these here live with us now smash the like button and you know you've got to get that good look out there into the internet to help us get into group B or yes. whatever group we want to get ourselves into. So um, if you don't like, hit a heart, share, retweet or whatever, you're dooming us to group F. Get involved. Yeah, and uh, let us know what group, what group do you want? What group do you want? Because, was, you know, there's a few groups there, Josh, like we've teased already. Maybe third is somewhat like in your hands going into that group, you know. Yeah, and there's sure. some of them where it's like, wow, maybe second could be on the cards. Right. Looking at them now, what one jumps yeah. out to you? Personally, I would like to see Group B because it's all teams have never really seen it Celtic Park in recent times. But I think H could be decent as well. Um, with Barca, Porto, and Shakhtar, obviously we've all probably seen them. But there's some, there's some very interesting teams. I think in most groups you're going to get a team you've not seen at Parkhead and a team you can get a result against. Um, but as they roll through the credits for Pot Three, and an old yeah. Italian man with spectacles takes forever as he always does. Aye, I'm. I mean, a wee bit ahead. Joseph Juranovic in the highlight package there as well for Ooh. Union Berlin, which is uh, interesting. Yeah, Union Berlin and Antwerp also in pot four with us making a Champions League debut. Yeah. Uh, and the pot four, by the way, pot four in some ways is maybe stronger than pot three. Yeah. Uh, and you know, like, so Sociedad, just Saint Tierney, They've been yeah. spending money like mad, you know. Yeah. Lens. So, yeah. This is definitely the interest. This is where it gets spicy. Right, guys, come on. Yeah. Hit the hearts, hit the likes, shares and yeah. retweets. Get us away from Group F. <laughs> yeah. Type what group you want in the comments. Group B. <laughs> group B would be good, I agree. 
Aye, that's it. Right, here we go. The balls are spinning. Joe Cole, do as do as a good gene, son. Do as a good gene. Right, guys. Here we go. And then what do we do after after we get us out? Do we even care about the rest of the draw? I'm not so sure we do. We'll, we'll pay attention to it. Maybe keep these updated if you're interested in the overall draw. But here we go. Straight out. First pot four team. Ba -ba 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 Drum roll. It's so sad. Okay, cool. Tierney blue team. Tierney. KT. Tierney and the Basque boys. Uh, heading out in the Champions League and they can only play in a few different groups so we'll see where they end up but not us, Sociedad no. So Sociedad, can you go into Group F for us please? That would be that would be very helpful Yes, we want so Oh, imagine they did go into F that would be real that Group would, of Death eh? That would be Come That on. would be serious Group of Death, man You could watch every game in that group that No bother be, at all Certainly Be a good, good field day for Katie oh. and Oh, Abadal, F, 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 D. D. Oh, wow. That's, that's a. F yeah, by the way, that group is open. <laughs> you know what I mean? That, that is decent. I'd have taken that group in a minute. First yeah. Group. So that's gone for us. Benfica, Inter, Salzburg, and Real Sociedad. That, I think group any, any team could do well in that group. Yeah, any big team. time. It's really open. Here we go. Newcastle are out next. Oh, so there's only obviously some groups they can get into. Put them in Group F. If they're available. They can only go into E. Yeah, they can get F. Let's get Newcastle into F. That would be an amazing group if they went in there. Yeah. Stephen O'Rourke wants the PSV group as well. We're all. I think we're all on board with that yeah. Group B. Sebi yeah, Crookshanks as well, giving up yeah. Group A for James Duncan. Well, let's see, Newcastle United. Ooh, do, 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 do. Drum roll. Come on, Ericsson. F, 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 F. F, F yes, yeah. Newcastle. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Unlucky lads. Oh, we've dodged, we've dodged a bullet. Yes, we've, we've missed group F. That is, that is belting. That is belting. Absolute scenes. Newcastle, Paris Saint-Germain, Borussia Dortmund and AC Milan. What Unlucky. a group, man. Unlucky, Eddie Howe. Unlucky, son. Pop <laughs> Real popcorn material here. Galatasaray are out now, so I wonder yeah. where Gala are going to end up. No other Turkish teams, so I think they can kind of go anywhere. Stick Galatasaray in Group C. Yeah. Mm, yeah Watch, them. Okay. Watch them get B. Yeah. Let's see where they end up. But yeah, we've still got E, we've still got H, and we've still got B. Yeah, I think the only ones now I wouldn't want are probably C and G, to be honest. Right, Galatasaray, where are you guys going? So it's it's great for us as well that you know, we're one of the last ones to come out yeah. the pot. I know. There's over 330 of you heroes here from around the world. Hit the like button, guys. Get the, the luck's coming through with the dot. Oh, Galatasaray, Man United, Bayern Munich, Copenhagen. We still open. Uh, we still open. Yeah. So, guys, you've, you've done as good so far. Yep. You've done as good so far. Got to keep it up. Joko's opening up the next one. one keep up the likes, guys. Smash it up. Like, share, retweet, all that good stuff. Union Berlin are out next. I'm not too sure what their options are like. There's not actually that many German teams, is there? It's only yeah. Munich, Dortmund, Bayern. and them. Yeah. Yep. So where can they go? They can only go into D or B. Oh, crap. Oh, They're going to take B off of us, aren't they? Yeah. That'll be a real red and white group then, eh? Yep. D. Uh, C. 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 Come on. Come on. Come on. Real Madrid Napoli. Braga. Take them. Come on, Ericsson. It's C. It's C. <laughs> Come yes. on. Union Come Berlin. On. Braga. Madrid. Napoli. Bro, so we've got Group B left. We've got Group E left. And H. Three good ones. And even G, third would be pretty... We've got good groups left, by the way. Decent. Oh, oh, oh here we go. Getting exciting. Next team out is Young Boys of Bern. Mm. Come on. Stick them in now G. Guys. Hit the like button yeah. to stick Young Boys in G, guys. Come on. I would love to be able to put this graphic on screen with the groups so I could show you guys a bit easier what groups are left as they're filling out. But I'm a bit worried that putting the UEFA TV thing on might get us in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, so we'll get a nice wee graphic up and going, I'm sure, when we can. Um, <laughs> Young boys. And let's see. They're going to take group G. City's group. Oh, guys. So we we'll get three. 
We've got three groups left. We've got B, which is Seville, Arsenal, PSV. We could take group E, which is Feyenoord, Atletico, Lazio. Or we could take group H, which is Barca, Porto, Shakhtar. Group I'm, H feels like the Celtic group, doesn't yeah, it? But Yeah, I, I feel like we've got every chance of going through in any of the groups. Lons are out next. Lons. Racing club Lons are out next. But so yeah, we'll, so... Oh, we, we could go three good end. groups, man. We I, want them to take Group H away from us, eh? That's the yeah, yeah. Celtic throwback group. Yeah, we don't want any throwback Thursdays you know, yeah. or throwback Wednesdays and Tuesdays, you know. Take H or E. We want the football tourist group, you know, some new people we've not seen before. Arsenal. <laughs> Celtic, here we go. Celtic are out. <laughs> here we go, boys. Here we go. Right, so let's see. We can only get E or H. So we can only get the Barca group or the Feyenoord group. Feyenoord, we want Group E. Right, Abadal, do his proud, son. My money's on the Barca group. Oh, you knew it was a Barca group, didn't you? Come, come on, on, come on, come on. Come on. Give us E. Eric Abadal, E for Abadal. Come on, come on. He's it, son. Group E. Yes! Ooh. Yes, come on, the hoops. Come ah. on, the hoops. Right, boys and girls, we are in. Feyenoord of Rotterdam, Atletico Madrid and we're going back to Lazio. We're going back to Rome. Rome conquered. Oh, guys, what a group, by the way. That is good. That is good. Feyenoord, no mugs. Atletico Madrid, no mugs. Lazio, no mugs. But, hey, none of them are, like, none of them are world beaters. But at the same time, I think it will be tough to get results against them all. There's no team in there that sticks out, like, last year, like Shakhtar, that you're thinking we could take six points off them. Don't think there's any teams like that in that group, but I think it will be some entertaining matches like Atletico Madrid that are, as my mugs cursed it, I was sitting with an Atletico Madrid mug drinking my tea off air. I've been to the Wanda Metropolitano, wouldn't mind another wee trip out there. Um, Rotterdam, Feyenoord, uh, obviously Henrik Larsson, the connection there, uh, he signed for us from Feyenoord. We've got Lazio, who we know, we played them in the Europa League a couple of years ago, beat them 4-2 over uh, two matches, uh, Neil Lennon absolutely flipped those two games, but I wouldn't mind similar results against them. It's going to be very interesting. I'm, I'm very excited by that group. We've not seen Feyenoord at Celtic Park. We've not seen Atletico Madrid and Lazio is another, another throwback. They'll be eager for revenge on us, definitely. Um, but I think it's a very, very exciting group in my opinion. What do you think, Connie? Yeah, I'm I'm right excited. You know, for playing like Sorare quite hard over the last like uh, two or three years, especially like Feyenoord. A lot of these teams, I'm you know, I've I've got a good sense of. You know, none of these games are going to be easy at all. But every one of them, you know, like you know, we're not written off at all. Yeah, Feyenoord have been selling very, very you know, they've sold a lot of players over uh, over this summer in particular. Guys like Kokchu, Shemansky, mm-hmm. uh, some real playmakers. So like you know, that could you know, this is just a really exciting group where we're so worried. Or I was worried anyway. Like I said, the draw could have killed us before we even started. But it's a it's a great group, yeah. And it's a great comment here from Bohied Bob. There's no seven nils there, you know. There's no, there's none of those ones. Um, Diego Simeone. We know Diego Simeone is just going to sit in at Celtic Park and look to counter us. Um, yeah. they, scored, they scored seven goals at the weekend with forty four percent possession, which is interesting. But um. Who did PSV go into? I think they got Arsenal, Sevilla, and was it Lons in with PSV in that group? Am I correct? Uh, yeah. Yeah. They got Lons in the end. Yeah. They're a red team. Yes, it is all red. There you go. Lons, is that first time in the competition for them? So They didn't, is it? I didn't hear them say that, but it might be. I've got, this is the little screen I was watching. I've just got yeah. it up for you now. So yeah, um, that's all the pots. That's all the groups. They're going to tell us the fixtures by 12 o'clock tomorrow latest. Yeah. Um, and all that will be confirmed. So for some of you guys and gals that will be looking to travel maybe to Rotterdam, Madrid or Rome, stay yep. by your, your easy jets and your last minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Skyscanner um, sky and all that good stuff. Yeah. And uh, the actual, the, so we've got our, our transfer window is Friday midnight is the way I understand it. So all the English yeah. stuff is wrapping up like tonight, but we've still got like a bit of tomorrow is the mm-hmm. way I was thinking of it. We've got a little bit more than them. I think England are tomorrow at 11. Right. They tomorrow at 11 is that what yeah. it is yeah I know we've yeah. always got a little bit on them so it's just yeah. an hour yeah an hour left I think I uh, think there's some I seen Fabrizio Romano's doing a stream tonight so somebody's yeah. got a deadline tonight I don't know if it's maybe some of the European maybe countries or something or, but, uh, maybe Europe I'm going to check that out now actually or maybe I'm maybe I'm just backing up the wrong tree but <laughs> um, 
the the squad registration is the fourth of September. So yeah. you know anyone that signs, is, there's not going to be any issues with registering for Champions League or anything like that. Yeah. So I know there's always that dead oh last minute get the you know get the uh, get the medical done, get the paperwork sent over. Don't need to worry yeah. about any of that caper with any of the signings we're going to get for Champions League now. Yeah. Now that we've seen, you know, and I'm sure. Is the over the next week or so, Josh, between you know myself and you across the website, the channel, and everything else, we'll be chewing over the teams and analysing them and breaking them down. But I can, you know, I can tell you on the first kind of salvo, by the way, like Atletico Madrid will not be the defensive El Cholo team that they, they have become. You know, he's been under a lot of pressure for the last two years to change, mm-hmm. and they. You know they kind of have. You know <laughs> they're really yeah. good at the moment. Yeah. Uh, so I really wouldn't expect too much out of them. But at Celtic Park, we can get something out of anyone. And yeah. so yeah, definitely. I'm not I'm not writing that off in that respect. But very very good team from top to bottom. And then, like I say, Feyenoord have done really well, but they've sold so much over this summer that mm-hmm. they've got a lot of younger kids coming through now, and that's starting to live in that. You know, under the the bright lights, you know, we could definitely maybe get something from. Yeah. And Lazio, this you know Lazio finished third in Serie A last season. And they have went out this summer and they've been recruiting like mad. They sold Milinkovic. They've done what Celtic should have done. They sold Milinkovic Savage for like 70 million. And mm-hmm. then they went out and bought like five guys with the money, like real guys with big money, you know. Yeah. Um, so Lazio, but they've they've not won a game yet. They've been really bad in the first two two or three matches of Serie A. They've really lost their way early season. Uh, so yeah, definitely not uh, a group or a bunch of teams we should be worried or scared of, you know. So I'm really yeah. excited for that group. Definitely. I would like to think we could get like ten points if everything went our way, you know. Yeah, I think I think you've got to obviously I think so to do this every you've got to target the home games. Um Celtic Park under the lights. We know the fortress it can be. And if we can get if we can get three wins out of three at home, I think that's I think it's quite having high expectations of the team to get three wins out of three at home, but I think it's within the realms of possibility. I think looking at the teams as a whole Finer, they're probably sticking out as the one you could potentially get the most, the best results against, even though they're the pot one team. Uh, I think we've got very lucky when you looked at the other pot one teams that they were in there Man City, Barcelona, Paris Saint Germain, Bayern Munich. I think we've got a, we've got a good good one in final, and certainly looking forward to them. But I just before we came on, I was doing a bit of notes and the kind of fixtures we've got either side of the match days. So Match day one is in the 19th slash 20th of September. That's uh, two weeks past yesterday. Uh, two weeks past on Tuesday. Three weeks past Tuesday, sorry. Um, we're before the first game in the Champions League, we have Dundee at home, then Livingston away. Um, but the one that sticks out to me the most is match day three of the Champions League on the 24th to 25th of October. The weekend before it, we're away at Hearts, and the weekend after it, we're away at Hibs. So whoever we get in the middle of that, if we get an away tie, it's going to be a very tough week for us. Uh, having those three games lined up but on the whole pleased, very pleased with that draw to be honest, I think it's teams, like I said we haven't seen it Parkhead uh, Lazio, we've seen them before um, but I think you could even pass for that being a Europa League group in past years as well, like you look at those teams, Lazio we had them Europa League, Feyenoord traditionally Europa League, I believe Feyenoord were in the Conference League final against Roma a couple of years ago they have good yep. pedigree Another Dutch team, obviously, we watched PSV last night. I'm sure, everyone, well, well, most people watching would have uh, a very good result that everyone would have been pleased with. But Feyenoord finished above them in the Dutch league last season, so they're going to be no, they're going to be no mugs. Um, I think we've got, like I said earlier, we've not got a team who sticks out as someone you could beat. Um, I think it's positive with the squad, the the deadline. Like we don't have to worry about paperwork and things like that. Uh, Twenty five players were allowed, eight of them have to be locally trained. Uh, so. You might see the likes of James McCarthy included in the squad for the Champions League, but he's not going to play a minute. Um, heavily doubt that, but happy, happy with the group. And it's just like now I feel like it'll be just waiting for the fixtures to come out. I think that's what everyone's waiting on. Um, I think it's always good to have the first game at home and have the last game at home. Uh, I feel like that's always beneficial. We had that last season. Obviously, we kicked off the campaign at home to Real Madrid. Then ended it at home to Shakhtar. No, we ended it away to Real Madrid, sorry. Um, we got beat 5-1. But I don't think there's any team in there that could give us a similar result. I believe someone commented that earlier, that's going to go away and scud is 5-1. You'd be confident going into every one of those games that we can actually challenge and compete and play the football Brendan wants to. Like We've seen him in Europe before, obviously, could beat off PSG heavily, but against Bayern Munich, he challenged them at home. We beat Anderlecht 3-0 away from home, so... 
we've not done too bad uh, under under Brendan in Europe before. He had to obviously both times he qualified for the Champions League, go through four rounds of qualifiers, eight matches. So it was really tough when we had to do that, but it's great to be in the Champions League now and get that group. Like it's an exciting one. Do you think that's the best group we've been in since Champions League started? What do you think, Connie? It's probably not far off on paper. Like you say, Feyenoord's yeah. for a pot one. I don't think we've ever had a better situation than that. We yeah. have had some, so- you know, we've had some softer groups in the past where I think maybe Benfica might have been pot one one year. Yeah, but we got like, uh, you know, I wouldn't even be surprised. One, I think one of these years gone by, like, yeah, we might have had Benfica out of pot one, but we end up getting Barca out of pot three yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. You know, right. so it's one of those yeah. ones where it feels like we've had a decent pot one to three on top of us, yeah. if you know mm-hmm. what I mean. So yeah, I would, I would definitely go on with that. I think Def- probably on paper at the best yeah. group. Yeah, definitely. Like you looked at last year, I think. Well, I think we all wanted. I think the, the majority of Celtic fans, even Carl McGregor, said it last year. He wanted to play Real Madrid, and we ended up getting them. Uh, so, I mean, that was tough. But this year, I don't think there's any team in the stature of Real Madrid. Sorry to any Atletico fans, your City rivals, etc. But with a lot, of, a lot of the fans will be looking forward to more trips to Madrid this season. They'll be phoning up the hotel they were at before. Uh, obviously, obviously, Rome as well is a destination we're familiar with. But uh, off to the dam, Rotterdam. That was, I think that'd be a very good away trip over there in the Netherlands uh, to see Feyenoord. They keeps a great stadium, uh, great atmosphere created there. So I think Feyenoord and Celtic have a have a decent friendship. Atletico Madrid. We played them in. Oh, I believe it must have been seventies, eighties. I believe we played them in a game that turned out to be very dirty. I think if if. I'm recalling what I've been told of family members before. But Lazio, I can't remember us playing Lazio before that game in the Europa League a couple of years ago. Don't know if we'd clashed with them. Nine or ten points possible. I think that's I think that's fair. Definitely Ben Maguire. Uh, getting final is great. I completely agree. Final will be a great draw for us. But Netherlands is always good. It's always a good place to go. Like We've had the kind of thing with Ajax. I think we get them quite a few years in the trot in now to get different team Feyenoord did I? I think I'd have probably preferred Feyenoord over PSV Eindhoven to be honest with you um, that may just be ignorance for me watching fa- watching PSV last night and seeing what they could do but I've not really if I'm honest I've not really watched most of these teams like Quinny you obviously probably know more than me in terms of like knowledge of European football as a whole but there's, they're great names in terms of stature in Europe I think that's a that's a very it's a very good group I believe Feyenoord, that Feyenoord beat us in the Champions League final and or the European Cup final in 1970. They in Milan, I believe, if I'm speaking correctly here, I think they beat us two two 0 in that game. Um, Jimmy Johnston had so many bruises at half time. I think they had to sub him off because the Feyenoord players were kept kicking him. Uh, I'm going to fact check that in a minute, but a repeat of the name. It was Feyenoord. It was always <laughs> Feyenoord that came across that team semi finals and finals and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I get, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. No, so I, I think the point we get to now with, with this, now that we've got the group sorted, right? This stage yeah. of the month, it's you know, Palmer's in the building, Nat yeah. Phillips is in the building, right? Yeah, Palmer, we've went and pulled him in, right? And that seems to be, uh, I don't know, I seen a quote from Izagiri saying, I'm so glad the Celtic president listened to me. That's his actual words, yeah. So I don't know if this is an Izagiri purchase for, for Palmer. Yeah. We'll see how good he is. They've given him the number seven shirt. He's meant to be a, a wicked free kick set please taker. Yeah. So yeah, I'm uh, <clears throat> I'm all about that life. Let's get a bit of that back into the Celtic ground. But uh with Phillips coming in as a loan, it's definitely uh, divided a few. How do you look at the these two pieces of business, Josh? And Lewis Palmer I think is I think it's good. Uh, I've recently seen well we've seen the Sea Attacks Banovich stuff at the weekend. It looks like he's leaving to PAOK in Greece. Um, but Luis Palma certainly looks a big talent. He's 23 years old, so he's not he's not old by any means. He's got much room for improvement. And obviously, like you've said, set piece taker, we've not really got a good kind of player you'd be confident in stepping up to FD kick and banging one in the top corner in the team to now. Maybe look at David Turnbull a bit for that, but he's not done it for a while. Yeah, Luis Palma, over 20 goal contributions last season in Greece. So he's going to bring that. He's going to bring goals and assists. And I think he could turn out to be a fan favourite going by his fellow countrymen. He's a gay done before. I think he said uh, that he wants to do better than him. So hopefully he can do. He's a gay was a great player for Celtic. In terms of Nat Phillips, I think it's a good signing. Uh, Six-month loan deal. 
good, good, good signing, in my opinion. Like we need a centre back, we need a stopgap signing. He's twenty six years old. He's got experience. He's played in Champions League before with Liverpool. Seen what he had be Cruyff turn at the San Siro before. Um, hopefully, it doesn't pull out any tricks like that. Um, but yeah, Nat Phillips, I think he'll be solid. Klopp described him as a monster in the air, six foot three, but he looks comfortable on the ball as well. So I feel like he's another good signing. And as well, because it's six months, I think the club have been very, very good with that. We've seen what happened to Moritz Jens last year, uh, came in for a year's loan, surplus to requirements halfway through the season. So he patched the loan and he, and he went back to, I think it was Lon, he went back to, or Lorient uh, in France. Um, and then I think that, so we've learned a lesson from that and get Phillips in in just six months. But it will be reassessed in January. And I've got a sneaky feeling him and Wins Carter Vickers backs they two would be an absolutely solid partnership at the back for us. Um, but it, it adds to the quality and depth. And we need him now, and I, I think he'll be thrown in on Sunday. I think alone is the best solution in this situation because you. I liked what I seen from the Rocky. We all know what Vickers brings, you know, and it's one of those ones, if we went and bought another guy, then you're just asking for a real big headache later on. We still have Welsh in the building. We still have Kobayashi in the building, yeah. you know. Uh, never mind Lagerby, LK Scales, Awata. So to, if we sign somebody else, it might have been a bit of an issue later on, maybe an issue wage uh, structure-wise and whatever. So I totally get that side of the approach. I've not seen much of this guy. I do know that Liverpool and English Premier League fans generally rate him pretty well. And I remember from when we were linked the first time, the very first time, to Ben Davis, uh-huh. he was like, no, I'm going to stick it out at Liverpool and see if I can get in the team. And then Nat Phillips got in the team. Yeah, and It wasn't yeah. Ben Davis. Yeah, and then Ben Davis ended out at Preston or something, and then Rangers eventually, obviously. Yeah. So he's better than the Rangers centre back straight away. So I know that much, and, uh, and mm-hmm. that that I've, I've, that's all the thoughts I've got on that Phillips. Um, if he's a Premier League level centre back, then he'll be useful. You know, yeah. nothing else really let us down. That's what you hope for, eh? Yeah, certainly. I think I think it'd be solid. Um, you'll need to get that partnership going with Lagerbielka quickly, obviously. Because they'll, they'll be the ones that play on Sunday. They'll be the ones that play Dundee at home when we come back for internationals. And they'll be the ones that play in the first game of the Champions League against either Atletico, Feyenoord or Lazio. So I think it'll be I think it'll be good. Um, and his dad did play for Rangers, I believe, uh, in a 2-2 draw against Celtic. Uh, and I've cut, I got three sendings off in that game. But hopefully he can, he's following his dad's footsteps and actually win at Ibrox. And not hey. draw, uh, this Sunday. Um We'll see. We'll see what happens. But a couple other players we've been linked with, I think there's still a while left of the window for us to get a few more in, maybe. Do you think Nath Phillips goes straight into the team? I think he starts on Sunday. I think he starts. I think I think him and Lagerbielka will play. Um, I, I could see him dropping scales. I, th- I certainly think that. Wow. What do you think? I don't, yeah. I don't know. I just think it's just too... Like, he's just showed up today. You know yeah. what I mean? And then, you know, the game's Sunday. Yeah, he'll get a training session tomorrow, probably. But yeah, I, I know we've done derby debuts, but like I don't, I don't know, yeah. I don't like the last minute ones like that. They feel yeah. a bit sketchy. To me. I mean, if it, in a time of need, like who, would you rather start Scales or would you rather start Phillips? That's the question. Let us know in the comments below. Scales or Phillips? Because I think Lagerbielka is certainly nailed on. Um, he's played played two games. Big Liam. Let us know if you would start Scales or Nat Phillips on Sunday. Um, yeah, that'd be a good one. Yeah, I never, I, I just assumed, yeah, it's too kind of late for him to come in, but wow, I never thought about it. It would really shake things up, I suppose. And Palma as well, getting a number seven jersey. And again, a lot of fans are really ripping to see him, um, you know, uh, get, get an appearance at least at the weekend, if not maybe even a start, just with all the all the Abada misses and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, misses and yeah. Abada not being fully fit in the contract talks and whatever going on. Uh, do, do you think Palma could? Could start this game as well. I would think that a bit more of a stretch, but what do you think? Uh, yeah, I'd say Palmer starting is more of a stretch than Phillips because obviously we've barely got anyone at centre half available at the minute. Kobe Ashi did train today eh, along with Ohyun Gu, so they look back and ready. But yeah, Palmer, I think fans would be very excited to see him play. He looks that type of player who will get you off your seat. Eh, he'll run at a man. He's like certainly. Certainly must has a lot of flair um, and can contribute to a goal. Maybe it's a situation where you start Maeda and you start Yang. I, I think Yang should get the nod. Um, I like the look of him against St Johnston. I think he was one of our better players in that game. And throwing Palman wouldn't be. I, I wouldn't be too against it, but I think bringing him off maybe half an hour, twenty minutes to go, just to 
run at Tavernier or whoever it is because we know the Rangers fullbacks aren't the best defensively. So maybe putting him on in his debut, show what he can do for the last half hour, 20 minutes could be could be decent. Um but yeah, I would I could see Phillips starting more over over Palma to be honest, but I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to starting them both. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Because but we are going away, you know, and it's uh, it's one of those ones where we had a nice comment there saying it's been better if we were at home. We could have played the Champions League anthem at the beginning of the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's definitely going to be a spicy game at the weekend, but because yeah. the way the league started for both of us, they dropped points very <laughs> unceremoniously against Kelly, yeah. and we've kind of stumbled and dropped a few points as well. Yeah. We just mentioned there with the St. Johnson match. So it's a real, like, there are always six-pointers, these games, but it's real... There's an edge in it straight away. It's only like three or four games into the season. And, you know, it's one of those ones where I think there's pressure on both camps, you know, for, for different reasons. Mm-hmm. And, I, I, yeah, I suppose if Nat Phillips comes in and is quite, you know, he can bring that kind of Premier League level of defending, you know, yeah. and hopefully, yeah, I suppose, yeah, if, if they can muster together a back four unit, maybe it might work. But I just worry because that Rangers team have played a lot of minutes together. Yeah. And I know that they've got a lot of new signings as well. But, you know, to throw a guy into his debut, particularly at centre back, I would find that a bit of a risk. A lot of guys in the chat and you are obviously like, "Oh yeah, of course you put him in." Yeah. So I, I just uh, that's knocked me off my stride a bit. <laughs> I, know, I know, I know. Yeah, I mean, there is certainly a, an argument for skills. Um, he played against Johnston. He's played against Rangers before. Um, for Aberdeen, he scored against them last season, so he has experience of playing at Ibrooks, playing in, against McPadgey. He knows the Scottish game. He knows what it means to play in this game, but so on that Phillips. And he has played with Lager Bielka last week and they kept a clean sheet, um, albeit against Johnston at home. Uh, just seeing Palma direct free kick goal at Ibrox on Sunday. I, I wouldn't mind that. Um, but yeah, I certainly think Lager, Lager Bielka, Phillips or Scales, I think it'll be two, of, two out of three of them. Uh, just, just wait and see what Brendan has to say, obviously. I think he has a good relationship with Jurgen Klopp, Brendan Rodgers, so Obviously, Jurgen's probably just said to him, "Listen, there's a centre back. I'm not using him. You need one. You can take him and, and have him." But I think Nathaniel, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, Alistair Johnston made his debut at Ibrooks, but at the same time, he was training with the club for a good two or three weeks before that. So that's there's a thing there. Phillips has probably gone into this game with one training session with the team, um, on only meeting his teammates once. And we're probably still staying in a hotel, not even got a house or anything yet, but. We'll, we'll see what happens. I think the team news on obviously Sunday will come out at quarter to 11 in the morning. But it's going to attract attention, like like we've said, obviously Joe Hart will start in goals and then the centre-backs where the real, real dilemmas are. Taylor at left-back, looking at Ali Johnson, and then the midfielders where some dilemmas are as well, obviously. Cal McGregor's going to get the nod, Matt O'Reilly's going to get the nod. You just don't know whether it's going to be Turnbull or home. Um, or even Paulo Bernardo, a rumoured rumored signing yeah, from Benfica on loan, potentially. And um, then obviously Kyogo play up front in the wingers. There's some dilemmas as well. So I think it will be it's gonna it's gonna cause a lot of debate. Um but first we've got Champions League right the way now. It's looking forward to the transfer deadline day and seeing what we can do. Yeah. I'd actually forgotten all about the Paolo Bernardo uh, loan yeah. move that's coming through from, from Benfica. So again, a, a guy I managed to watch um when I was watching Darwin Nunes play at Benfica, which was a few seasons ago now. And he looked kind of okay, right? But see a conversation I had with some Benfica fans at that time was don't get too excited about them. You know, Benfica yeah. just produced a few guys in that kind of crop uh, that were really good, and they still are, uh, centre mids called uh, Florentino, Luis, and uh, I can't remember the other one. I'll, I'll remember it in a minute, but uh, Getson Fernandez. And I thought, oh, is this, this guy could be that same kind of level. And I see a lot of Benfica fans said to me, you know, don't hold your breath. Maybe he will, maybe he won't kind of thing. So he's still been there for another two or three seasons. Darwin Nunes has obviously been long gone since then, so wherever that time scale is. And now we are picking him up on loan at the end of the window. Benfica don't want him. It's not as if there's a clamber of clubs after him either. So I'm not too sure what this guy does in the team because like, when we look at the midfield, like you say, McGregor walks on. O'Reilly it probably walks into most Celtic fans' best 11, I think, even yeah. now. Yeah. So then it's that final spot. When Hitate's fit, you know it's probably going to be him. But the now... So we question mark of home Turnbull. We still get Quan in the team. We still get Wata in the team. Yeah, I think where would I, this Bernardo guy actually play? You know? I when I heard about it, I was a bit surprised because I was like, "You're probably looking at the team right now." Despite us having Greg Taylor and Alessandro Bernabe available as left backs, 
I feel like we should be looking at a left back more than we should be looking at a central midfielder. Uh, a goalkeeper as well, to be honest. Um, but I don't think that's looking likely. But it's an interesting one. Um, at the end of the window, we signed Jota. Um, summer of 2021, he was unwanted at Benfica. We, we, we got him in deadline day as a last minute. Um, and we had an option to buy, and it's a similar deal. We've seen this, it could be a similar fee that we got Jota for as the option to buy in this deal. 21 years of age, he's still got, he's still got time to develop and improve. But at the same time, I do question the need for a central midfielder unless we're going to see a surprising departure before the end of the window. Um, obviously, David Turnbull has a year left in his deal. If maybe Brendan's decided I'm not going to renew David's, so I might, might get in this boy, Paolo Bernardo. But we'll see, we'll see. Um, I, think, I think I wouldn't be against the signing and I would certainly welcome him, but I think it's one that's went a bit under the radar. I think Nat Phelps has got the fans more excited than, than Paolo. Uh, I don't know if how accurate this is. I've seen a comparison with him on, on social media to Joao Felix, but Joao Felix is a centre-forward and Paolo is a, yeah. an 8 slash 10. So I doubt that's accurate. But when the schedule gets tight, when the tough gets going in like November, December time when we're going to be playing three games a week, it's always positive to have several players available. But at the same time, we've, we've got several. like Obviously, Quan, we've not seen much of him. We've seen him in the pre-season game against Athletic Club, and I don't think he's played since then. Might have made a cameo on the bench or something like that, but he doesn't look too impressive in that game, and we've yet to see him again. So that's quite interesting one there. Obviously, Odin, we've brought him in £2.5 million pounds from, from Norway, and he looks a talent. I, I can't wait to see more of Odin Thiago Gomez as the season's progressed, but maybe it's just long-term planning. Well, obviously, Rio Hatate, we don't know what's happening with his new deal. Um, I think he's wanted to put negotiations back until after the transfer window shuts. So maybe we could be seeing some movement there, maybe even if it's next summer and the club are planning for the long term. But I think I wouldn't be against the sign of Paolo, but at the same time, like, like you've said, Quinny, I think it's strange that we're targeting a central midfielder, so maybe there's something going on that we don't know of. Yeah. It's yeah, because it's one of those ones where like, I, I like Greg Taylor a lot, I'm a big fan of him, and I think he can do a good enough job, but even you know, at Champions League level, for as good as he was even under the last manager, he just wasn't up to it at that length. So, like, when you know Rogers is coming in and he's not going to get that 10 out of 10 Taylor, he's just getting regular Taylor, you know, then, you know, we, we, it's definitely like, why do we need another midfielder? That's just, yeah. like, I don't get, I, I don't I don't mind getting another midfielder in who's totally different, right? Uh, this Pablo Bernardo guy isn't totally different, you know, he's not, like, if Aksabanovic is going to go to, to PAL, a PAOK PAL, over in Greece, yeah. and we've lost Jota. You know, like, but we need those guys that can dribble, they can do stuff. Palma seems like one of those guys. Cool, that's one down. Yang can do it as well a little bit, it seems. Cool, there's another one. Yeah. You need a guy like that probably in midfield as well, but mm -hmm. again, with the amount of names we've got roaming around there, especially when Hitate's actually fit, we don't. Have, it's not something that's in dire need, but the full team was fit tomorrow, and we've got to play Atletico Madrid on match day five. Yeah. Greg Taylor is probably one of the guys you're looking at and thinking we should have maybe upgraded that in the summer. Yeah. If everyone's fit. That, that's certainly true. I think we've been crying out for a left back all summer. Quentin Merlin was linked. He recently came out and said he wants to stay loyal to Nantes and it them another season. That's slightly disappointing. Um, but yeah, completely agree we need a left back. Um, Greg Taylor, last season, like you've said, under Ange Postecoglou in the inverted role domestically, Taylor was brilliant. He excelled. When he got into Europe and he got to that next level, even when we were playing Shakhtar Donetsk, who were the pot three team in the group, he was torn apart by Mudrik. Obviously, he's went on to Chelsea. Personally, I think Mudrik made his name again in the two games against Celtic where he scored in the Champions League. But Taylor I didn't do too well. He was exposed. Even against Bodo Glimt a couple of years ago, he was exposed by Ola Solbakken, who's went on to Roma and not done too much there and he could be away at the end of this window. So, and then Burnaby. You'd never be confident throwing Burnaby into a Champions League game. He's still far too undeveloped, far too young and he's not a defender he's at the same time like I believe his strengths lie in attack so I, I hope we sign someone between now and tomorrow at midnight I think I've, we've seen reports that it's a priority position for us now, especially if we get Paulo Bernardo in, I think we may see one more and it would be a left back certainly left back over a goalkeeper but the question is would you rather sign a left-back or a goalkeeper? Yeah, what would you think when he leaves it in the comments below, guys? If I, was to, if I was to take one, I would... Depends on who the actual person is, you know, because if it was just yeah. pick a goalkeeper or a left-back, I'd probably... Yeah. 
I probably would take the left back, you know, if I was only to take one just on the face of it. But I, if I knew the goalkeepers we could that was available in this scenario, then maybe I would pick a goalkeeper. It really depends. But I think Joe Hart, like <clears throat> at home to Feyenoord, at home to Lazio, at home to Atletico Madrid, that's what he's getting paid for. You know, yeah. that's you know that's where we need to see Joe Hart do something. And in those three games, maybe he could do something. Who knows? And in the away games, you know, that's really where he could make a name for himself when yeah. he leaves Celtic next year. You know, if we can go away and get some good points and he can be a big part of that, then, uh, then you know, I think Joe Hart's got, you know, he could write that story. Whereas Taylor maybe couldn't. Is kind of what I'm trying to round that off with, you know. I mean, the big man did make two good saves at the weekend. Um, obviously against St Johnston, saved us a couple of times. But I just Joe Hart away in Europe, it just gives me the fear. Like we seen him at Leipzig last year when he passed that one out to Andre Silva moments after he saved a penalty. I could see the same happening. I just the past couple of past couple of seasons in Europe, we've had difficulties with goalkeepers. Obviously, Europa League in the COVID season, we've had Joe Hart. He's not really had for me. I've I've always said this. He's not had a standout performance. Obviously, it's very tough to emulate something like a Fraser Forster in the League Cup final, a Fraser Forster against Barcelona. Like he's not the pedigree of Fraser Forster and an Arthur Boric. Like those are two fine, absolute quality keepers. Joe Hart's not at that level. Especially maybe ten years ago, eight years ago he is. But now I don't think we've got that Joe Hart. But at the same time, he is capable of making saves. Like short stopping is one of his strengths. I just think passing the ball out from the back is not one of his strengths. And goalkeepers that have tried to do that in the past for Celtic in Europe have failed. Craig Gordon at home to Inter Milan in the last 32 Europa League gifted them two goals. Um, he also done it against Salzburg at home in the Europa League. He gifted them a goal. And Joe Hart obviously done it last season. Um, and I think it's no no coincidence that when Fraser Forster came in, we get two big results against Lazio where he was absolutely terrific in home and away. But I does Joe Hart have a performance like that in him? I don't know. I don't know. That's that, that's the dilemma we are having right now. I think it was total... But I think it's shocking that we didn't sign Dominic Lovakovic. He's seen the fee he went to. He's seen the fee he went to. Was it Fenerbahce he went to in the end? Yep. Uh, six, six million. I, I think it should have been, been right on that, but there could be stuff behind the scenes that we don't know of, obviously. But if... If we had Dominic Levakovic right now and we had the signings we have, I think this would be a greatly successful window. Already is very successful. We've signed eight, nine players and we've spent money and we've done well. There's no question of that, but <clears throat> pardon me. I feel like adding someone like Levakovic would have just been made this like a total top class window. There is still time, obviously, still to go. But I just think the goalkeepers that are available now for that price and that quality, Croatia national team number one done well and played in Champions League for Dinamo Zagreb done some shocks in Europe and I think you won't get one like that available again but at the same time Fenerbahce can probably offer more than wages than us yeah, yeah. sorry there was a comment there that just confused me a wee second sorry but I was going to say yeah so friend of the <clears throat> pardon me friend of the channel Anthony Joseph was telling us on Twitter that the priority positions for Celtic in the last hours of the window was five signings we were after goalkeeper left back centre back midfielder winger right we've got Palma in we've got yep. Nat Phillips in Bernardo is maybe the midfielder let's see what happens with that so it does leave those two final spots it does feel like we're probably going to try and push for them in the last like I don't know what's this 36 hours or something basically yep. um, of the window I, I've always been worried about the, the calibre that we'll be shopping in, but I think like if they're, if you're in Celtic Park now and you're doing transfers and you see that Group E roll out, surely you just go, let's just fucking spend our 10 million. Let's just make sure, go get that guy. Go get that guy. Look at that group. You know, Let's just make sure we go and do it this year. Let's go go for it. Yeah. Um, still shouts as well saying we need another striker. I think if O's fit, I think we've got enough forward. I think we've got enough firepower, really. We need creative yeah. we need invention in the yeah, team, I think. Definitely. Dyson can play up front as well. And I think new new signing Lewis Palma can play there as well. Um, or going 3 5 2. That's an interesting one there. I think once all centre backs are fit again, like Phillips, Navrosky, and Carter Vickers, wouldn't be, wouldn't be too bad. A, wouldn't be too bad a back three. Um, yeah, listen, goalkeepers, we've had the dilemma for over the past year now. Uh, it's crunch time. If we don't sign someone, we're stuck with Joe Hart for the season. But I think as well, one of the probably stumbling blocks of it is Benjamin Segrist. Still at the club. 
Um, personally, in my personal opinion, I can't really see us bringing in another goalkeeper unless the big man departs. Um, obviously, his his message is in Australia. Let's contact Western Sydney Wanderers or something. Do, do you want Benji? Um, because I think having four goalkeepers would maybe be a bit a bit, a bit tough. Obviously, we want Scott Bain for the Scott Bain for the homegrown quota. Um, Certainly, an interesting question. Many goals. Yeah, trying to state the squad. How many goals will we score in Europe, and how many will we concede? I would, I would like to think at home against Lazio and Feyenoord, we should be looking to score two or three. That should be the aim. Certainly, yeah. you know, when you look at the games we've had, even in the last kind of five years or so, like Leverkusen's and Betis's, you know, we can score a couple of goals yeah. a game against top flight opposition. It's yeah. not, it's not beyond us. Atletico Madrid is just the one you maybe don't want to make a forecast like that with because they're yes. so well known defensively. Yep. But yeah, I think over you know really the six games, if we should be looking to get to close to one and a half goals um, over yeah you know over, over the six games or so. Can, and yeah, defensively is where the worries lie. Um, at least I think we've we've seen it in the past. We are, we we don't have a reputation for, it, but we've seen it like past two three years where we have shipped a good. Three or four, like Leverkusen took four offers at Parkhead, PSG took five. Like, we've had some scalpings handed out to us. Um, but these teams, I feel like Atletico Madrid, of course, they won 7 0 at the weekend and they're starting to play more attacking football. These teams can score against us, but I think we're equally capable of doing so as well. Um, so we'll just have to, we'll just have to wait and see. But defensively, is where the worries lie, but there's no doubt we can score the attacking talent we have in the team. Luis Palma, Dijamaida, Leal Bada, Kyogo. Oh, you can rhyme off the players we have who can do a job. Yang, like goal threats. Matt Riley's becoming more of a goal threat this season despite him missing a couple of sitters at the weekend. So we do have goals in us, but it's just defensively. But the errors lie, we're renowned for mistakes in Europe, especially away in Europe. Hopefully we can cut them out under Brendan. Yeah, I hope so too. And coming to the weekend, like, yeah, I, I'm quite convinced maybe it will be Nat Phillips. I'm kind of listening to you in the chat and, yeah, I think, fair enough, we'll throw that guy in. Yeah. Uh, so we'll have Taylor, Phillips, Lager Bielke and Alistair Johnson making up the defence in front of Joe Hart. We're all in consensus that McGregor and O'Reilly are going to play. I think yeah. you'll probably pick Odenholm just for a wee bit more tenacity in midfield. Yeah. What do you think? They'll take that final midfielder spot. Maybe it'll be a latter. Everyone's yeah. saying definitely not Turnbull. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Turnbull was... Against Aberdeen away, he was shocking. He was hooked at half time. He didn't start against Kelly, and then obviously he wasn't too great at the weekend either against St Johnston. So I don't think it will be Tumble either, uh, personally. I can't see it being a Wata. He's not even played a minute under Rogers, so I can't see him throwing him in for the Derby game. It won't be Quad, uh, certainly not, but I think Molden could be Odin home. Obviously, he's only 20 years old. He has a bit of a I think it's a bit of an ego. Uh, we've seen you know, Welsh in his Instagram post uh, after Aberdeen away. So he does have that. He, he would be up for it. He, the, it's a great chance for Odenholm to cement a place in the team and show what he can do if he goes and starts the game against uh, against Rangers at Ibrox. I, I certainly would want him that. I think it probably will be him going by what we've said. Like, Quan probably is not going to get it started. Wata, no. Turnbull, probably not. No, he's not got any others available unless he throws Paolo Bernardo in. Heavily doubt it. Heavily doubt yeah. that. Um, I just think, obviously, Carl McGregor's nailed. Matt Riley's nailed. So, yeah, prob- probably Odenholm. And um, we've got uh, Stephen, uh, Stephen Hudisky here and uh, Fiona Sharkey asking us who we got the, uh, in the draw and when the draw starts, uh, respectively. We've got Atletico Madrid, we've got Feyenoord and we've got Lazio and the draw was done like an hour ago. Um, <laughs> uh, so... In terms of attack, right, I would think it's a stick on Abada, Maeda, Kyogo. But you reckon Yang's going to start? I don't know if I reckon it, but I hope he does. Um, I would hope so. I think he played really well at the weekend, and I think he was one of our biggest threats um, until he was brought off in 60, 60, 68 minutes for James Forrest. Don't know what, I don't know what that decision was about, because certainly Forrest didn't come on and do much. But I think, yeah, that could... That would that would be the unsurprising kind of run of the mill attack we would play. It's the one we've rolled with most of this season so far. Abada made and Kyogo, um, but both like Abada and Maeda haven't been in the best form of late. So I don't know if that will be in Brendan's mind. Might see like we could see Maeda on the right, could see Luis Palma get the nod on the left maybe, um, and then obviously Kyogo. Like last season it would have been nailed. It's Jota and Kyogo are two, but now I think 
it's a toss-up in the wingers. It could be any combination who starts on the right and left. It was interesting as well at the weekend, obviously, Dijon made this traditionally a left winger. We know he's a left winger. And Yang's a, his natural position is on the right. But Brendan played them in opposites at the weekend, so Yang was in the left and Dijon was in the right. And uh, I think Dijon's much more capable in the, in the left. Yeah, I think that was evident with the shot he took that went into the Green Brigade. Um, but yeah, hope Cal Mack finds some form. I would completely agree with that, David. Definitely, I think he's not been he's not been the greatest over the past couple of weeks. I think he's not been his usual self. He's been a bit flat. Um, in my opinion, maybe that's just him trying to trying to get get used to the new playstyle under Brendan. Like I think he's I think you said before, Quinny, like the Scott Brown and a Brendan Rodgers team. I think that's what Cal McGregor's getting told to do. Um, now he's tried to get Quan to do that role uh, obviously in pre-season but it wasn't too good but I, I would like to see Cal Mack find some form as well definitely because I, I think he can be a great player for Celtic in my opinion he's the best all-round footballer in Scotland Cal McGregor um, we've seen what he can do he's won player of years in the past he's been absolutely excellent in every midfield role but the lineup up top definitely cool it's just it's just a debate at the minute like we well don't know if, if I was to pick who I want to start, I'd probably obviously go Kyogo, probably Dyson Maeda on the left, and Yang on the right. Yeah, that would be my front three. Maybe then Luis Palma and bad on his impact players. Yeah. yeah. I think, I, I, I don't know, I just think Rogers. I, I was saying this on the, the Surya CSC live stream we did on Tuesday, but I remember right early season, the first couple of pre-seasons, the opening day of the season, Maeda, Kyogo and Abada was a front three that was singing and dancing and doing cartwheels, you know. And it feels like over two games, that's just evaporated. So, I, I don't know. I think there's still a good bit. Because, again, Maida's just signed a big contract. We're begging a bad at sign one. Kyogo got one. So, surely they're all body fit, I'm pretty sure, as well. Yeah. They've been training like mad. So, I, I, I get I, what you mean. Yang, Yang does give you that little bit of shuffle, doesn't he? He gives you a wee bit of something else on the yeah. wing. I think Yang's a, Yang can beat a man and beat a man with skill and flamboyance and flair. I don't know if Abada's capable of that. Obviously, he can beat a man, but he'll not like get you off your seat type thing, if you know what I mean. He's more of a coming in at the back post for a tap-in type thing, uh, Leela Bada. But I think no one would complain if we started those three, Maeda, Bada, Kyogo, because it is, at the start of the season, that was the first choice front three. Probably still is the first choice front three, in my opinion, but Yang at the weekend threw a spanner into the works. Don't think few would have expected Abada to get benched um, at home to St Johnston. But Yang got an ordinary and he done well, I think. He said recently, he's like he said at the weekend after the game, like he's treating the derby at the weekend like any other league game and any normal game. But he's been told it'll be tough, obviously, because we've got no fans in. But I think, yeah, the first choice is Maeda, Abada, Kyogo, but you could see Yang getting on. And everyone's putting Palma down for a wild card from the bench. Um, yeah. I don't know about so. This is, I said this before, I said that a few times in this kind of last week or two weeks, right? This is definitely the most kind of nervous I've felt coming into a derby match in forever, like really for a long time. Uh, so I'm not sure if that's going to like jinx us into like a good result or if it's going to be like a really horrible game or not a good result or whatever. So I don't feel that confident to give a score prediction this week. Like, <laughs> yeah, especially the big eight nils or anything like that, you know. So, <laughs> but I do have this kind of like. See those times where we are going to play them and you think we should be rolling them over. And sometimes they get that banana skin result. I think yeah. we've got maybe a wee bit of that. Um, I, I don't know what the word is for it, but maybe a wee bit of that in our corner. Even though they've obviously had a deflating result midweek, I do feel that they believe they are on more of an upward than we are coming into this game. So that's, and also the no fans situation or whatever is how I kind of frame it that way. Certainly, I would agree that I think it's the first time in a wee while Celtic have went into a derby as slight underdogs. Um, like we've seen, obviously last week they went up to Ross County, got a good result. We dropped points at home to St Johnston, and then I think pre pre Wednesday night, sorry, I think everyone was in the same camp. Dreading, dreading game on Sunday. Like spoke to a lot of fans who were like not looking forward to it, thinking, think we could get beat, but. Then you look at, you watch the game on Wednesday, PSV take five off Rangers, and I think the mood changed slightly, especially with two new signings. I think it's more of a more of a better mood, and now obviously Champions League is going to fill people with excitement. So, personally, we are still underdogs. I think that, in my opinion, going into the game. 
But at the same time, I think it's more than there for Celtic to go and get a result at Ibrox. We've seen how we've seen how the opposition defended last night, shipped five goals, and they went even down to ten men or anything like that. That was a full first team that lost five, and I think that will deflate Rangers going into the game. But at the same time, it could be a case of they need to prove themselves again, need to need to get back up and running. But we should know as well. Last time we played Rangers, we were beating three 0 at Ibrox. That was the last derby game. That'll be in the minds of lots of Celtic players wanting to prove a point because they want want to go two games in a row um, getting beat. So it's a, it's going to be a really tough game, toughest game of the season so far, biggest game of the season so far. We said that it's like when you have the derby this early in the season, like we usually do, every game leading up to it, it's like you're looking forward to the mini cup final type thing, and then you've got the international break after it, so you can start a clean slate. But I think Brendan will want to go into that international break on a positive note in top of the league. Um, well, obviously, above Rangers, because St Mirren, Motherwell, kind of on the same points as us at the minute. But it, it will be tough. There's no question. Going to Highbrooks with no fans, no Celtic fans in the ground. A lot of players making their de- derby debuts. Lager Bielka has yet to play. Obviously, if you throw in skills, he's never played in a derby. Well, started in a derby. Um, Phillips, if he starts. Luis Palma. Odin Holm. So there's quite a few boys in there who have yet to taste a derby, whereas but this is him in the Rangers camp. Like the likes of Lammers, Danilo Odessas have yet to play at playing a derby, but they do have the advantage because they are at home. They're in the back end of the goal, the whole stadium uh, is going to be against Celtic, apart from one dugout, which is quite yeah. going to be quite annoying. Um and that uh, could be a bit of a point Alice for them as well, that whole stadium as we know, yeah. you know. So. Yeah. <laughs> I think they'll, they'll be looking to silence it definitely and I feel like I, I, it could turn out to be a goal fest, in my opinion. Both defences are not the greatest. Um, like, seen, seen Rangers midweek ship five, like I've said, and then obviously we played uh, we played St. Johnston, obviously we didn't concede, but our defence is not not the greatest. You're looking at, like, Scales and Phillips or Scales and Lagerbielka starting, it's not the greatest. So it could be, I think there could be a lot of goals in the game. Um, it, could, it could be a case of high scorer wins. But there is a bit of reverse psychology, like you've said, where Celtic underdogs going into the game not confident as much as they would like to be or as much as they have been in previous derbies. Like you look at the game at home to Rangers at the beginning of last season where Celtic ran out four 0 winners. I think the majority of the fan base were very confident going into that game that we could go and get a result. And we done that. We've done that time and time again against Rangers last season. We bit them in semi final, bit them in cup final. And I don't think a lot of supporters were nervous for those games. Like I think most people were were, were confident that they could go and beat beat the Ibrox side and obviously we did that but I think this one's totally different totally different dynamics and it's just going to be it's going to be an interesting one I'm looking forward to it more than I was previously due to due to the results the other night and new signings coming in the door it's obviously Brendan's first derby back in charge so he'll want to make a good impression in his first clash against Michael Beale like he was a specialist in the derby he beat, beat Rangers 5-1 twice Mastermind the 3-2 win at Ibrox when we were down to 10 men and we were behind twice in that game. So, Brendan knows knows the fixture, knows the city. That's a line we've seen several times. But he does, and that's the positive thing going into the game. He will, he will know how to get the players prepared because he's succeeded in the fixture before, which is only positive. But at the same time, there's, it, it's going to be a tough one. We, we know that. I think all eyes in Scotland are going to be on the game. The players will know that. And it's just about Celtic going out there and not making a good account of themselves. And it's not not so much about the performance in a derby. I feel like the derby is about winning. Celtic will want to win with a point ahead of Rangers at the minute. A draw. I think most people, majority of people, would be content with a draw. Um, I think if you if you offered Celtic fans the chance to be going into the first derby of the season, I brought a point ahead of Rangers. I think everyone would have bitten your hand off for it, in honesty. And that's the situation we're in now. Obviously, it's disappointing we lost the three-point lead because then you could have been going into this game and looking to take a six-point advantage in September. Like, we took a five-point advantage in September last year. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to make a score prediction like you, Connie. I think it's just... It's one of those ones where it's an every big game, like... If it's first game of the Champions League, home to Athletic, home to whatever, I'm, I'm giving a score prediction, but not, not for this one. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll quietly just, you know, get to the game and have some fun. Obviously, none of us will be going to the game, you know, but we'll get there, we'll travel through space yeah. and time and we'll <laughs> arrive on Sunday. And, uh, you know, no matter where you're going to watch the game or family, friends, a social club or whatever, a Celtic supporters club, whatever you're off to, uh, enjoy yourselves this weekend, guys. I hope we have a good result. And, uh, yeah, Champions League, I think we're having a party, Josh. We, we are, we are. We're not in a group of death and I think most people are happy with the group. And that's done now. Transfer deadline day. Left back and a goalkeeper, please, Michael Nicholson. And then hopefully a result on Sunday and things are looking up again. That's it. Heel, heel. Heel, heel.